Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Weekly Bizarre. It's me, Alex Whiteley. How's it going? How's your day been? I've got a weird crocodile thing behind me. I've been so busy backstage putting things together. I didn't think, oh, what's behind you, Alex? It could possibly embarrass you. Just my kid's toy behind me. Hey, he's cool. He's welcome on the show. He is. Look how cool he is. Welcome to the show, guys. Um, today, I have a great guest. A great guest who I, I love having part of my life and someone who I'm going to be working with in the future. We're going to tell you more about that in the show. Um, but I'm going to introduce him. Here's the great, the powerful, the very well respected by me, Mr. Eric Fluka. How's it going, sir? Hello, hello. You can hear me? I can hear you. You're coming through loud and clear and live on USUC Network. Um, we also... Um, we've replaced David uh, this week. He's not feeling very well. He's had his COVID jab, and uh, if you've had your COVID jab, you know that it can give you a few effects and make you feel a bit shit. And that's what's uh, happening with David. We have uh, a new member of USUC joining us today. Someone's going to be working very hard behind and uh, backstage and making our brand shine and making us look great. But someone we can also throw behind a microphone now and again. It's Ori Kimler. Thank you very <gasps> much, Ori. Hello. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. I'm super excited. Um, lots of changes going on, but for the positive, uh, we've um, when 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 you, when you bring someone onto the team to be like, ah, oh, have a look at everything, everything. Just just look at it all. It's kind of daunting because you kind of like you know, I, I I can do this behind a microphone, right? Being behind a microphone is kind of what I was born to do. Running a company and running a brand and making sure social media ticks over nicely is not something I'm particularly brilliant at. I can kind of tread water a little bit, but not shine. So what was it like getting to see the un the under-never regions of, of you? Uh, it's very scary. Um, you could definitely tell uh, that... Uh, it's not been taken care of. It's like a garden and, and the root system is just like, it's there. It's trying to, it's trying to do its work, but I'm there to kind of like give it the nutrients that it needs and make sure it's getting everything it needs to grow. Positive. Um, it's weird. <laughs> nice. Nice. You are. Yeah. You're doing a, 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 a bad job at, you know, you compare yourself to a weed whacker then basically, but you're, you're much more than that. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. come in and just whack everything off. That sounds so bad. Uh, I mean, I mean uh, that's not uh, what yeah. I meant. You know what I mean? Uh, like, you know, uh, never mind. You're gonna, do, you're doing it already. You're doing um, an amazing job. So thank you so much for joining us. David in the chat says, "I'm sorry. I did say to him, David's a close friend of ours. His health and making sure he's okay is worth is worth a lot more uh, to us than." Um, than him coming on the podcast and he says well, wait what he's like what yeah. <laughs> should have come on the show now um yeah Eric, right. yeah believe it or not <laughs> well i send david my very best wishes and i hope he gets better yes we all do we all do um eric how have you been sir how's florida <laughs> how is it always crazy we don't have florida man for no reason he's simply a just He's just a metaphor for the state's mentality as a whole, which um is really just reduced to. <laughs> I don't know. I because obviously I've got no uh, sort of point of reference because I'm not from Florida. I don't walk around the streets, but is it that crazy or is it just is it overemphasized? Is it like no? It, it Florida is that crazy. Uh, so I'm a couple states away. I'm in Louisiana, and like we're the party state. Like we do stupid stuff because everybody's drunk. Florida's just dumb. 
Like, sorry, Eric. <laughs> well, what's to apologize for? You won't get any argument from me. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, there the the Florida man thing is 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 very telling of the mentality there because they will do stupid stuff just because it's stupid. Just because, just cause. Just cares. Literally. And, and and I I have yet to really process how I feel as a Florida man with regard to the Florida man phenomenon. What am I supposed to deal with? I All I can do is just look at it all, no matter what they report. Florida man does this. Florida man does that. And just say, I got nothing. Well, you I can be a nothing. Florida gentleman. Well, there's very little gentleness here, but I shall try. <laughs> I'll try to be a bastion of gentlemen inside exactly. just man. Uh, but I think I think uh, once you know Eric and you get to know him, um, you realise he's not your typical humdrum nine to five guy. So I, I think the the vibrancy and the the, the colourful nature of you, Eric, you suit to be in a very interesting place to live. I gotta say, so it's kind of meant to be. be. It's but that's yeah. uh, to have me deal with Florida is the equivalent of dropping Fraser Crane into Deliverance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Perfect. I love it. I love, love it. it. Love it. Oh, for God's um, sakes, Niall. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes, Whiteley. Uh, <laughs> we hear that quite a bit. Whiteley. Whiteley. Um, anyway, look, we've got a show to do today. Uh, we've got some crazy new stories that we've been, uh, we've, we've got t- sort of tailor found and, and sort of brought to you guys because nobody wants to talk about politics and religion and all the bad shit that's going on in the world right now. We want to talk about things that are funny. And we, we found have some had great our stories. Fill. We have had our feel. Uh, and we always start the show off with a story of the week. Now, there's been a running theme going for the last few weeks, and it's this Suez Canal bullshit that's been going on. It's been a meme legend. It really has. But I'm really sad to see it go. But they're, they're, they're pulling on those strings. They're like, oh, how can we, how far can we take this? Because uh, now apparently Australia's got their very own uh, Suez Canal. I don't know why I, I, I cropped that like that fucking mail online they need to sort this out make me a uh, huge piece yeah. of mining machinery <laughs> australia's Suez canal a huge piece of mining machinery is blocking a major queensland highway uh, with traffic backed up for 15 kilometers it says a dump truck bed uh, falls off a semi-trailer blocking a major australian highway the mining machinery dropped off the peak downs highway at Epsom. Uh, the traffic in the area has been backed up for 15 kilometers, as it says in the headline there. I do have pictures. You want to see? Yes. I like yes. when huge machines fight back. Visual aids are always fun. Oh, my Ooh. God. Look at the size of that bad boy. Oh That's a my. dump truck right there. Look at that back end. That's a but, dumb truck. That's the most Australian thing ever. Apparently, it's a really busy highway in and out of Australia. Look at the size of the thing. It's one lane. <laughs> it's one lane. <laughs> Good luck oh. getting around it, even if that hadn't happened. Oh, my gosh. And there's no way to just get around that. It's not yeah. going to happen. But they, they, we, we covered a similar story last week with a boat that fell in Florida, funny enough. Uh, of course. Blocking up the highways. <laughs> and these are things it's, that... Are, it's that a trend are, now. It's really a well, trend. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's the same with the uh, the, high, the the monoliths that were everywhere. Everybody's oh, we want a monolith. Everybody's getting these monoliths. It's just weird how how countries try and copy each other. Um, uh, Ryan was saying, I was hoping you're going to go down a, a different route with the Suez Canal story. <laughs> I like actually clicked. down the canal and through it. Hi guys, I'm coming from Egypt. <laughs> 
But they haven't come in as this. I know. They allow us to just point at civilization and go, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, David said, that's a highway, kind of small. That's what I was saying, man. Yeah, that's just a road. Um, so, yeah, that's my story of the week. We're going to keep on pulling this thread, see how far we can go. Desperation stinks, right? Absolutely. Um, what killed me now, is that someone I knew said, all, after the whole thing in Suez happened, they said, well, now let's plug off the Panama Canal and then we'll have the world by the balls. <laughs> It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy how, how something like that can really just fuck up the world. Literally clogged up the, the money-making artery of the world, you know. That's crazy. Um, right. We always uh, go to our guest for the first story. Uh, how but... we're vulnerable to that are themselves so sensitive. <laughs> I, I got half of that, Eric. Well, I've got to say, explain to listeners why well, we are having a few tech issues with Eric. So if we just drop in and out, it's fine. We'll just, we'll go with the flow because that's what life is all about. Um, Eric, you've got this amazing story about the 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 uh, monitor. Oh, actually, let's not do that. Let's not go too far into this because we've got to pay our respects. I just completely forgot, so I'm really sorry. My wife's just giving me well, a <gasps> Thank you, wife. Thanks, Alex's wife. We love you. There we go. Look at that. Fucking A. All right. We've lost we've lost a royal today. Um so Prince Philip has died today, uh age ninety-nine, uh the Duke of Edinburgh. He's passed away today, so we're very sorry about that. Um I call okay, I can't help myself, I'm really sorry. I called that uh that story Duke Nukem. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> and the next story, the next story I called X Gone Give It To You No More because DMX has passed away, unfortunately. Um, oh. It says rapid DMX, real name Earl Simmons, has died at the age of 50 after reportedly suffering a drug overdose and being admit, admitted to hospital after a heart attack. Um, now, both of these deaths, I mean, as much as I want to pay respect and get sad, they're kind of bittersweet, really, because I liked. Prince Philip in in the uh, the Crown. I thought the the first two seasons. I thought it was played really well, but from what I hear, he was a bit of an arsehole. So yeah, it's a respectable royal, and the guy's done a lot, but at the same time, shifty morals probably. Uh, and then there's uh, X Gone Give It To You, who was made great music, but was extremely homophobic. And we mentioned him on Wednesday's show. We actually spoke about him for the like very random thing to bring up, and he fucking died. You know. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Like, uh, I, you know, I run a couple of nerdy groups, and like, it's it's everywhere. Like the the news, and, and I'm a huge rap fan, so you know, that, oh. Yeah, that that album, the one out, oh, what it's called, the one with Xcon Give It To You. That album, I I played it so much. I love that album so much. I still, um, it's still one of my like long drive albums that i listen to you know i just sit in the car and i'm like x gonna give it to you what you know? <laughs> driving and like throwing the fist. absolute classic ryan says apparently there was a story uh, that he heard on a local radio uh, about people writing erotic fan fiction about the Suez canal eric hey ryan ryan i need you to send me that link yes please do if you find a link send it oh i'd love to read some of that out <laughs> on the show david says you wish you could drink no david i think you need a break mate in all honesty um ryan says if she really loved you she'd bring you a real drink hey man there's nothing wrong with a good nice cold beer uh david says rip dmx right uh, uh, dead people out of the way eric giant monitor lizards rocking up in supermarkets 
What is going on here, mister? Are you there? Is he there? Eric! Have we lost we, Eric? We've lost Eric! Okay, I'm going to fill in for Eric. I'm going to just take him away from there. I'm not being rude, but sometimes it's good. it helps to reset. Um, this story reads, um, a clean-up in rep reptile 4. <laughs> moment, <laughs> moment six-foot-long monitor lizard climbs up supermarket shelves as it raids store for food. Uh, reptile sparked a panic after it ran into a 7-Eleven store in Nakhon Pathon in Thailand. So, uh, staff and customers hid behind the counter as the beast rampaged through the store. <laughs> uh, shop assistant called police who arrived with reptile handlers to Snellers. Now, this has happened the wrong time because if this would have happened before uh, Godzilla versus Kong, free marketing. I know. Yeah, but um, I mean, they're still post-marketing, which will make you think, hey reptile lizard in the you know it, it'll tie together hbo has an idea um so yeah keep talking away <laughs> i'm sorry oh oh uh hi filling time no uh, so uh, it, it really is this free marketing so you're sitting there and you're like oh i mean because it's it's free technically to stream on hbo max at any time so you'll see the tie-in they yeah. think Right. It's called guerrilla marketing. Cause get it, King Kong. Ah, uh, that's all... awesome. Well done. Well done. Well done. Bow down. Definitely, uh, we definitely chose the right person for this job. Because <laughs> uh, not only can you talk shit while I'm I'm panicking, you say the right <laughs> shit too. Right. So I do have actually a video, uh, if it'll work, of this mad fucker going crazy in the store. Take a look at this. <laughs> He just wants snacks. <laughs> I feel you. I know. I was watching this. I was kind of like, poor guy. He just wants what's on the top shelf. Look at him. <laughs> exactly. Nobody will help him. Don't help me then, Sharon. Excuse <laughs> you. Excuse you. He's got up there. He's got his snacks. He's got a nice warm place by the light. He doesn't like the slush, though. You can see the, the hot yeah, air coming he's... from the slush there. He's kind of like... I'm not sure about you. <laughs> How amazing. I think that is stunning footage. Like, you don't see that very often. Eric is back with us, by the way. Yay, um, Eric, hi! Try to be. God help me. I hate the fact that my computer is made in the 19th century. <laughs> well, you're close <laughs> enough. Maybe I can help you update. I mean... Fair enough. I mean... Absolutely. I. I I came in just at the tail end, uh, pun intended, of the lizard story. <laughs> you deserve that, Eric. You deserve that. Well and I... <laughs> uh, boom. Thank you. I'm here all week. But what happened is I was scheduled to take that story. I did have at least a little piece of material worked up. Okay. Because I was, I was going to work through the story, and then I was going to say, and then a big ape walked into the store also and said, <laughs> where is he? <laughs> put him up put what him up <laughs> why did you say Martha really that was a uh, I have oh had to re-examine the whole Snyderverse in the wake of the Zack Snyder uh, Justice League movie we will get around to talking about that and we will get into the weeds on that and have fun not today though <laughs> I am eager that. to see this Godzilla versus uh, 
King Kong thing. But I'm like, how can how can King Kong possibly fare in a fight like that when Godzilla has death breath and Kong doesn't? You tell me. Because Kong has personality, and personality rates top ten. Oh, that's what I got told all my life, and uh, that's that's kind of the thing. Well, you're a bit of a loser. Can't really compete with the athletes, Whiteley. Uh, if you're Fay you know, Ray, you have a winning But you got a great personality. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Eric, uh, David me. says. David says he's looking for reptile dysfunction. <laughs> I love you, David. Like that. I wanted uh, to say it, but I let you have it. I let you have that line, sir. So uh, Ryan has sent me the link for this this story about <gasps> the erotic fanfiction, and it says. Uh, uh, you know you know the story by now. A massive container ship has been stuck in the Suez Canal since Tuesday, successfully blocking one of the busiest shipping routes on the planet. Ships have been mm-hmm. forced to travel around the Cape uh, of, of Good Hope like it's the 1700s. Global trade has been disrupted, blah, 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 blah. As of Friday, fan fiction uh, platform Archive of Your Own boasts 27 fan works with the tag Suez Canal Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic, a, a a majority, the majority pairing the canal and ever given the container ship at the heart of the chaos. By default, uh, these fix could all be uh, all fall under the arguably antiquated category of crack fiction, uh, which <laughs> not intentionally absurd. Uh, usually written uh, for laughs, they are also pretty compelling. Uh, take for example the fic titled. Triple extra wide cargo <laughs> stuffs major uh. shipping lane delivers huge payload. It was one of the most Swedes ever given fix to. It was the first of the ever the Swedes ever given pit fix to crop up. Uh, tells the tale. This this is really badly written, but you get the idea. People are kind of like, yeah, we can we can get people off on this shit. Really badly written seems to be a must for this genre. Or oh, not only that, like that whole site, I may know a thing or two about because um, you know, I read a lot. Um, there's some really bad erotica on that site. Thanks, Ryan. I knew where to go now. Mm. <laughs> right. So are we are we done with uh, this this monitor lizard, or uh, or should we? Uh... Should we, uh... Well, let me see. I mean, I, I well, the, the fact is, did he come in there to buy anything in particular, or did he just was he going there on impulse? Hey, did he go hey, there to get hey, snacks. You gotta buy something before you use the bathroom, there, buddy. And it's just kind of like I just wanted to use the can. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to use the can. Can I use well, that? Well, I mean, he's a reptile, so he was trying to get close to the lights where it's warm. I mean, you know, he just he just needed to have warm hug from the the lights from above. Mm. It's must a be very a romantic story. It's I mean, a lot better than he was just going to get pork rinds or something. Isn't it? <laughs> is it? Isn't Florida like that though with alligators? Is it like they're everywhere, aren't they? Well, there are things like lizards, alligators, mosquitoes, ants, things like that that you just take as a matter of course. In Florida, now, granted, no matter where you live, there are certain things you take as a matter of course. If in you, it's if it's Seattle, I guess it's rain. If it's Britain, I guess it's rain. I don't know, but <laughs> but there's always something, and that's unique to some land, and and those critters seem to be unique to ours. I 
and I don't necessarily think anyone would be surprised to see an, a gator come into a store here and go, hey, you got, like, latest issue of this or that magazine, or can I have a Slurpee? <laughs> yeah, I just need a ca- pack of cigarettes. He sounds like he's been smoking for a long time prior to that. <laughs> have you have you had any first-hand experiences with alligators whilst walking about? Not a one. Any of you guys? Oh, yeah. So I live in Louisiana, and we have swamps everywhere. Um, you could uh, So Grand Isle, Louisiana, you know, it's a little aisle out in the middle of nowhere, but you have to take a strip of road that's 20-something miles long, and it's nothing but um, bayou canal on one side and actual bayou on the other, and there are alligators and and everything up and down like i've actually ran over one and i felt horrible but i have it in purse over an alligator what the fuck they just they go across you know from the bayou to the canal and you know you can't help it sometimes her sense of empathy goes beyond the furry and the cuddly hey okay that's not entirely wrong <laughs> Ryan I says mean, he loves the smoke and live too. voice. I like that too. I it's like, like reptiles so deserve our love too, not just like, aww. Hey, I would never intentionally go out and hurt one, but if it gets in front of my car, what am I supposed what to do? What can you do? You Just go, and if that isn't enough. But if I drive off into the bayou, he could eat me. Really? I mean, I, it's... it's Car, just like whole, like. So we're automatically yeah, yeah. assuming it's going to become a B movie. <laughs> yes. Well, my life is a B movie, so this could happen. Eli Roth in Ori Kimbler's "I Drove <laughs> Through the Bayou" story. Speaking of That's B movies, back one day, come what may do, Bayou. <laughs> Speaking of B movies, Eric, uh, we have uh, a new sequel to Miss Congeniality called. Uh, Miss Inconveniently, uh, which Yikes. is always new, <laughs> so which is Ori's story to bring, uh, which she says, uh, <laughs> reigning Mrs. World arrested over onstage melee in this. Sri Lanka. Ori, let's see what you can do with it. I want to talk about a girl fight. Uh, uh, it's uh, this story is so how you real. imagine Miss World to be, though, right? So I, I can imagine it. I, I I didn't see. I didn't watch the video because, well, uh, I was told about this last minute, and as I was reading this article, all I'm thinking of has anybody seen Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock, where yeah. you know she runs and like she's trying to get the crown. Like this is how I imagine that, but apparently it was way worse. Um, like she was just yanking her around and this is real life. So it's not, you know, there's no great music behind it. It's just yank, yank, yank. I imagine it's like what you expect from Miss Congeniality, but then mix a bit of the bachelorette into it or something along those lines. And you might have the spirit of it. Yes. Yes. It was it, uh, that that's how I feel like uh, that. That was the whole. It's, it's an interesting story though, because I, there's a, there are rules and regulations for these. I don't. I don't agree with pageants. I think they're bullshit. I think they're stupid. Uh, but like, there are rules, and these girls are like groomed almost all their life for these moments, right? So there's there's all this pent up energy when it gets to that moment. This is their moment. It says here, Humbo, Sri Lanka. Uh, 
Police in Sri Lanka on Thursday arrested the, the reigning Mrs. World for pulling the crown off the head of the winner of Mrs. Sri Lanka beauty pageant and allegedly causing injuries. Uh, she was later released on bail. Uh, Caroline Jury, who won the Mrs. World 2020 competition, was accused of hurting uh, Pushpika uh, del Silva, who won the Miss Sri Lanka, Mrs. Sri Lanka at a televised pageant uh, held in Colombo on Sunday. Moments after De Silva won uh, the title, Jury, who was also Miss uh, Sri Lankan, came on stage and snatched the crown from her, saying she wasn't eligible because she was divorced. Jury then gave the crown to the first runner-up, declaring she was the winner. In a statement on her Facebook page, De Silva denied being divorced, and she says, I'm being part of one, a part in one... Sorry. Being a part is one... Divorce is something else. I'm still an undivorced woman, she wrote. In other words, like, can we hold off on the divorce just in case I win? Um, so it says police spokesman uh, Ajif uh, Rohana said police received a complaint from De Silva that she suffered injuries when the crown was removed. Rohana said jury and the model uh, Chula Pandemera were arrested Thursday on charges of simple hurt and criminal force. I'll for a crime. Simple hurt and criminal force. Um, I think she should have also been arrested on sass. On sass. Possibly. On sass. Bitch, that's my crime. Is that a chargeable crime? I don't know. <laughs> I've really got to yeah. watch the video now because apparently the video does not do the, the, the written story justice. It, uh, it's not loading up on my... On my uh, thing because we have this problem uh, that sometimes stories won't play in the uk but they'll play in the us it's been a problem we've had on the show for a while but fuck it we'll just have to imagine it you know miss congeniality well, we can't okay. have that part Alex, we are nothing if not improvisers so here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna come at you i'm gonna pretend to snatch the crown off of your head let's do this really dramatically okay yeah Ready? okay All right, can we do this can we do this okay, okay. <gasps> Zack Snyder's the ugliest face I've ever pulled on a fucking camera. That's brilliant. Oh god. Zack Snyder's Ms. Congeniality. Or, or, or if the it was Snyder Biden, he'd be like, I got a shot. Hours long. Sorry. Uh, went into oh, oh, so right. Funny story. Fantastic. Um moving on. Uh so this <laughs> I'll call this one flipping neck because this one for me is just Brilliant. Um, My virgin uh, ears, your language, yeah. I'll flip it, Eck. Um, uh, I was doing unspeakable, ungodly things. Horrified woman reveals she accidentally sent a very X-rated video to her mother because of facial recognition slip-up on Google Photos. Canadian TikTok user Cara Tonin uh, shared her embarrassing story on the app last week. Uh, Google Photos uses facial recognition software automat automatically put new photos and videos of her young son in an album. Uh, Cara was, uh, share has shared the album with her mother, who gets notification every time something new is added. Cara recently made an R-rated video. I think X-rated is probably the best uh, uh, <laughs> way to describe this. Where I was Could doing be. unspeakable, ungodly things to spice up her relationship. Google software recognized a photo of her son in the background and added the video to an album notifying her mother. Oy. Oops. <laughs> Google, what have you done? What have you done? 
also unspeakable, ungodly. I mean, it may not be godly, but it's clearly speakable. She poured well, Pepsi I mean... in a Coke glass. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I can think of. All I can think of is unspeakable and ungodly. I'm sure there was some oh gods mentioned. Could be. At the time. <laughs> Might be several gods having been mentioned. Oh. oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Well, she can't be too embarrassed about it because she um, she went on TikTok this uh, this cara girl and she went and told the whole world what happened, which I think is probably the best remedy for something like this, isn't it? It's not like oh my god, I can never look at my mother ever again. It's kind of like. Can you believe that shit just happened? And have fun with it, you know? You have no choice. You have to just run at it. The arrow is unloosed. What can you do? <laughs> yeah. It's... it's not like her mom was going to go on TikTok and tell everybody, you know, she had to do it herself. I'm not being funny, but if you if, I, if you come across a family member doing something like that, you don't like share it to your TV, get some popcorn, sit and watch it, do you? You kind of go, ah! Uh, you know, put the phone, yeah. you know. And if you do set things. popcorn, then there's other questions to be asked. On right, her uh, next Barry, Barry, come and have a look, fucking, look, have a look at this. Fucking look at what my kid's doing, like, fucking hell. Jesus Christ, I wish I could do it. Uh, Honey, come head. over here and see this. Look what just showed up. We had to make do with fucking, uh, you know, buttered squash when I were her age. We've got all those, we ain't got all those bits of technology now. I mean, I walk with a bit of a limp now. I got a bit of a limp, but you know that's because we didn't have access to these these worry toys that she's got there. Oh, look what she's doing now! Yeah, sorry. Went well, on her next TikTok, she announces her OnlyFans. <laughs> right, a bit like uh, Catch Me Outside, girl. That yeah, well, I mean, made it's a million dollars. If she's smart and knows anything about marketing, she'll announce her OnlyFans next. She's done that. Oh, you mind about this? this All I can think of is that it would help to have understanding parents, wouldn't it? I mean, if that would happen to my mother, my mother would receive something like that from me. I'm sure she'd just go, oh, good, honey. I'm so proud of you. You've got this very Jewish-sounding grandmother. You know, next she's like, oh, we're having lox and bagels. Now, granted, oh, she's really not this. that, and we're not that, but this just yeah. seems to be that how she's found in my mind. That feeling, yes. She there evokes a, a spirit thereof without it being. Oh, that. hold on, there's a transcript. Of oh. the conversation after said video. Was seen now we'll see mom. how many oh-gods there were in the transcript. So... Uh, so it says Kara uh, didn't indicate how the conver- that, how that conversation went with her mother, but it appears to have gone uh, quite embarrassingly. I'm so sorry, Mom, uh, she said. Over half a million people have liked Kara's funny video with comments, blah 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 blah, and it carries on with, uh, "You would you were just showing your mom that you were what that you were trying to have another kid," offered one. You know, so that's. Uh, <laughs> That would be the thirteenth reason. Another one. Uh, I thought this was a transcript. It's not what people have said. Uh, anyone else gasp out loud? I thought this was a conversation between the mom. But it's, hey, fucking hell, that's embarrassing they shit lied. right there. Yeah, they lied. <laughs> they sure did. Well, we'll move on from that story because it's funny as fuck. But we've got loads of shit to get through. Move right along. We have been talking a lot about sex robots, AI, and lots of crazy shit that's been going on uh, recently. Um, but none of that shit, the sex robots, um, 
have creeped me up as much quite as much as our next story um and it's not even anything to do with sex it's the fact how this has been done uh, eric this is the the story i call it the creepy fucker story because uh, it's, it's the creepy- uncanny valley thing that links the two that's what it is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's, it's the whole creepy- this is not right and i know it's not right but now please go ahead go for it no, no it's fine it's, it just says creepy deep fake ai uh, makes Dead relatives wink and blow kisses in photos. So think Harry Potter moving portraits, but doing that with relatives that have been dead for over 100 years or whatever, you know. (laughs) But you think I'd go for it. I'm grieving, right? I mean, my father's not three months gone. You'd think I'd be all over this. No, no way. For one thing, winking and blowing a kiss is so not my father's style. He would be caught (laughs) dead doing it. Make him yell at me. That'd be more like it. (laughs) Yeah, you need like one of those teddy bears that you can push. Right? It's just not him. And truly animating a picture of him would just do nothing but give me the screaming willies. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a video. You guys want to see the video of this this shit? And you can let me know in the comments. Uh, Let me know in the comments if you think this is creepy or if you think it's sweet. Genuinely, I want to know what you think. So here we go. If it'll play properly. Um, Sometimes these have a way of sort of flickering and shit. Um, Let's see what happens. Um, So here we go. These are photos. They've just got... No, just wink, wink. No, what I mean? I don't know what's With happening. With ten new animations. She's sneering at me. I don't know what's... There we go. Mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher approves. Actually, it's not bad animation. I'm not mad at this. It isn't. It isn't bad, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> it's realistic looking, and we do we want this inanimate image to suddenly go, hey, looking at you, kid. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I could just imagine walking through a museum and watching, you know, uh, some random old scientist blow kisses at me. Like, I, uh, let's just make this creepy, guys. Mm. Einstein. With paintings? Actually, I've seen seen where artists are kind of starting to do the virtual reality stuff. So, yeah. They are. I've noticed that. I mean, don't do that in the Dolly Museum or you'll just throw up. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God, the melting watches are still melting. (laughs) (laughs) I love the melting watches. Um, I love this in a way, though, because like the the advances are taken in, in like in this virtual reality or actual reality or whatever. It's it's quite good. Augmented I mean, like reality. All that, yeah, augmented reality. Like the, um, the, have you seen the one where you can remove your beard? Um, that's on chat. I haven't been on Snapchat for for over a year now. I downloaded it just to. Henry get Cavill could have used that. <laughs> exactly, um, but it makes me look about six. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I'm Facebook, sure it'd make me look younger too. Uh, Facebook user, I'm sorry, I don't have your name there, but it says techno- technically uh, amazing, but definitely creepy. Yeah, I mean, definitely. it has got a Harry Potter sort of vibe about it, though, which is kind of cool. Uh, right, moving on because we are running out of time. I don't know if we're going to have time for ah, science with Alex, <laughs> but we no, have that. We need uh, we have uh, the the sausage one. Where's that going? Bloody sausage! <gasps> oh, oh, have eaten sausage. Mm. Yes, yeah, this is for you, Ori. 
What's this here? Yes. So, half-eaten sausage solves nine-year-old German burglary. Like, okay, if if you guys know me, I love a good hot dog. So, the fact that, you know, a hot dog or sausage has solved a crime makes me really happy inside. Good. Me too. <laughs> I'm also a big I mean, fan of hot dogs, by the way. So I'm Oh, totally we're going to be best friends, Eric, forever. You and I will go to the salty dog in Sarasota <gasps> and have the beer-battered deep-fried footlong okay, hot dog okay, yes. with bacon bits <laughs> and cheese. Why do I do this to me? Now I'm hungry. It's the sexy voice that okay. makes it bad. But, but, I mean... It's not that I'm talking about it like this. It's that I'm talking about it like this. <laughs> Imagine the radio uh, cheese it. sauce dripping off your bun. The mustard just congealing with the bread. The mating. <laughs> fucking that, that ketchup into a swirly mess. And it Check sounds bizarre, but then this is the weekly bizarre. But I love hot dogs. Okay, I do. okay, all right. Let's go back to the story. We're, we, yeah, okay. Oh. So and then Berlin. we drop some strawberry jam. Oh my them. god, it never ends. Okay, Berlin, Germany. Police say that they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. Police in the western town of, oh my god, I'm going to butcher this, Schwillem, said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect, a 30-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to bite during the March 2012 break-in. Oops, the DNA! I've got a tip for you, Ori. Whenever you approach a German name, you think of Bruno, and you go as camp as you possibly can, because he... (laughs) I see things that Anna goes, Schwelm. 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 It's nice of you to talk about German names with the person that has the German name, but not ask him. And one of my best friends is in Germany, so she's probably going to watch this. She's just going to be like, oh my God, I can't. Watch this. Your fancy language. Flugger. Eric Flugger. You must honor the umlaut. Works really well. Uh, I mean, any news story beginning in Germany is just automatically funny, so... Yes, this hot dog just makes it extra so. Uh, Hugh Janus is in the chat. He says, I'm so hungry. Uh, David right. says, That's the worst story ever. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> it's your story, buddy. <laughs> okay, you want George a pun? Lugo. Fine. It solved a nine year old crime. There, there's your German pun joke. There, boom, done. Are you getting a clap off me? They're very rare, those claps. Eric, well done. Uh, George says, the sexy voice is so hot. But what about my Bruno voice? You like this, yeah? You would like to hear this in your dreams? I know you'd like it, but boy. So sexy. Ryan Berger says, well, I'm spent after hearing that voice talking about the hot dogs. Mm." Lady Ashley, talk about hamburgers. (laughs) <laughs> oh god i love it that, did i ever tell you how i i, I so i used to do voiceovers for uh, on the left side which was a, a football podcast and i used to do impressions of like footballers managers these sort of things and uh, they asked me to do jürgen klopp and I, I the way i got to jürgen klopp if you know who he is he's a very eccentric manager for liverpool football club is me and garrett used to do this show together and we used to cover a lot of german stories on purpose just so i could do our cramped german voices and have this conversation between each other so to get to jürgen klopp i, I went to the, the the camp 
Yes, my name is Jürgen Klopp. Yes, my name now brought it down a little bit. My name is Jürgen Klopp. And there it is, Jürgen Klopp. Oh, yes, I've been at Liverpool for a few years now. <laughs> He's a very strange guy. I like oh, it. I? I think it sounds wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I could never get to Morgan Freeman. Um, no, you but, can't. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a clue. Oh, God. Right, fuck it. We're going to do it. We might run over. Get to the science thing. Okay, let's do it. Go. Grab your thinking caps. It's time for the most popular radio segment on the face of the planet. Welcome to Science with Alex. Hit it. He loves China. He's not a racist. He likes turtles. Only on the US-UK Weekly Bazaar. <laughs> Raise the oh, yeah, I love that. Andy, I'm like, absolutely just jamming. I love right? that so much. Um Andy, thank you for that. And also, I want to say thank you to Andy because uh, when David dropped, I didn't, they didn't drop out. I kind of went, don't come on the show, David, relax. I need to find a new host. So there are three people I mentioned, um, uh, messaged, four, should I say. I, I put one in the Biscuiteers, a message in the Biscuiteers. One was Andy Amov, Tom Bruno, and the USUC guys. And I was just a case of waiting for who came back first. And Ori was like, I'll do it straight away. So um, if it wasn't Ori, it would have been Andy Amov. No, so. okay, let, let's, let's, let's say what I exactly said. I go, I know I'm just your pimp, but I'm available. Well, you are. So- uh, what is, what's going on? Why, why, why wouldn't that fuck off? Like what? Okay, whatever. Ah, there we go. Wrong button. Right, science with Alex. This is the part of the show where I try and sound all clever and all that. It's really funny. Um, and we have two great stories for you today. Uh, one of which is uh, by I, I called I labelled this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a great job today, aren't I? Uh, bloody hell, Brian! Fucking bloody hell, Brian Cox is one of my favourite people on the planet. I love so much. Um, he says, he... <laughs> "Oh God!" <laughs> Brian Cox shares scientific theory that we might be holograms, and this morning viewers are baffled. Um, it says Brian, Professor Brian Cox has shared a mind-boggling theory on this morning, which is a TV show in the morning, by the way. Can you believe it? Uh, that the universe, as we as we know, it might actually be a big hologram, and viewers were absolutely perplexed. Um, are you guys a fan of Brian Cox? You know I've never even heard of him. <laughs> I most definitely am. Brian Cox, um, he is one of those science popularizers. They're scientists in their own right, but their principal function has been to make science accessible for non-scientists. Carl Sagan started the trend really in modern times. Here's Brian Cox continuing to pick up the baton. And he's done several... Uh, mini series of several episodes in length we've watched them here because we're big suckers in this household for higher physics programming we love watching that stuff that's why i love bringing the morgan freeman voice into this because we love watching through the wormhole oh my god that? That, was that was a good show wasn't it yeah, that was, it was like several seasons good. worth of big ideas space time the final frontier oh wait what life itself <laughs> The secrets to the cosmos lie through the wormhole. 
And that's me. just as good as the sexy hot dog voice, if you ask me. Excuse me, sir. That was a very good Morgan Freeman. Wow. Very oh. impressed. <laughs> You've, that's the tip of the ice. Me and Eric have had days worth of conversations, voice in back in two, where he cannot get off Morgan Freeman. He's that good at it, but he kind of is like. <laughs> I love you, Eric. I love you so Shawshank. But now to get to the subject at hand, I love this holographic question because it's really all about something. Here, let me get out of that. All right, I'm back to myself. It's about a simple question. What happens when something goes into a black hole? What happens to the information? And what does the answer to that question have to say about the larger reality in which we live? Now, don't expect me to wrap my head around it. Even if I tap into my inner Morgan Freeman, he's just going to say, I got nothing. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around this either. I'm just going to go back to narrating movies about penguins. <laughs> And I think the, the the important thing about this article is it reads, on Thursday's edition of ITV Pro, the ITV programme, Brian joined Eamon Holmes and Ruth Langsford to discuss his upcoming tour. He's very popular, by the way, hugely popular. Um, he has got one of the, the only reasons for me, I mean, people love BBC Radio 4, so I've got to be careful, but the only reasons for me to uh, listen to Radio 4 is uh, Infinite Bunky Cage, which is a, a podcast or show game show he does where you mix scientists, uh, very clever scientists, up with uh, comedians and things. And he talks science. It's quite funny, actually. Um, and he's like the regular ghost, uh, guest on there. Um, anyway, he says uh, his tour, uh, which he's hoping will be able to take place in October, having originally been planned two years ago. During the interview, uh, the physicist shared a, a fascinating hypothesis that's the important word there hypothesis it's a theory um about how black holes could be connected to our reality resulting in ruth um saying her mind was blown brian 53 explained that when people consider black holes they may think uh, what they have got to what they have got to do with the universe and nature uh, these comp uh, these completely collapsed stars these weird things that we hear about in science fiction but I'll I'll just say the answer. I'll say that we're beginning. I'll say what we're beginning to suspect. He said, building up the suspense by studying those and answering some questions that, that Stephen Hawking answer, asked actually over fifty years ago. We've come to the conclusion, and I'll just say it out loud, and then I'll stop. That we might be holograms. <laughs> that the universe <laughs> the universe might not be at all the way we perceive it to be. It's just so strange, he stated. Uh, Ruth appeared particularly taken aback by his theory, explaining that um, as she was never good at science, she's trying her best to wrap her head around Brian's explanation and of the theory. Uh, you blow it. She doesn't speak like this, by the way, but I'm going to do it anyway. You're blowing me mind now, you see, because I was never good at science anyway. And I'm trying really hard to follow and keep up here. But that is mind blowing, she said. Uh, this morning, viewers were similarly baffled by the theory and some poking fun at the idea. Because that's what people do when they don't understand things. They poke fun, right? I was so. going to go there. You got there ahead of me. Awesome. Yeah, You're go, go, you go, Eric. Oh, what can I go after that? Because I was going to say mostly that. It, for one thing, she shouldn't be too hard on herself because, I mean, granted, I'm not either, but at least I'm, at least I have 
been able to wrap my head around some concepts, and I can't wrap my head around this one at all. It's beyond me. And so she shouldn't yeah. be too hard on herself by any means. No. Uh, can you wrap your head around it, Alex? Ori, can you? Uh, no, I, I find it difficult. I, it is, but I mean, like at the same time, I don't like listening to Brian Cox and he's like, oh, yeah, the Earth's going to die. Yeah, absolutely. It's gone. I mean, my right. head breaks <laughs> off right around the time when he was talking about Stephen Hawking's conclusions about black holes. That at least I could wrap my head around. Well, Hawking- I mean, Stephen Hawking kind of made sense in that very smart person kind of way where, like, this was like, uh, like, even I, I, like, checked out for a second. I was like, oh, look, I have walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I get Hawking's assumption that well, he did, in fact, prove it. There's no assumption about it. Yeah. What if radiation actually did uh, come out of a black hole over time? What if black holes weren't completely black? What if they actually did shine, so to speak, in the form of what became called Hawking radiation, which means that eventually black holes will dissolve, just wait long enough. But then what does that do to the information inside a black hole? That's what the holographic principle is all about, but that's where my head goes, no more. <laughs> but like, you when you think about pass. light, you think about light, right, okay, and the stars you see at sky, you know, you're not actually seeing what you're seeing you're seeing a a shadow of time aren't you so it's like even even something as simple as light is hard to to get around and he is very good brian cox i gotta say it taking a really um uh, intricate ideas and 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 dumbing them down simplifying them and, and being able to sort of explain to people really complicated and complex science in the most simple way and that's what makes him brilliant what he does because he has this really calming voice as well and he'd be like okay so i'm going to explain the model of the universe with you with a stick and a bucket okay and we're going to do it in the middle of the the, the garby desert because that's where the bbc wanted me to do it okay here we go <laughs> uh, and he'll do it and it, he does these amazing documentaries but they always send him to the most remote places in the world to explain something he could have done in a classroom. It's ridiculous. but He's right. They took him to some ancient, like, sundial way off in the desert somewhere, and any modern sundial in a city square might have done the trick, but, you know, it's (laughs) nomadic there in the desert, so let's throw him there. Absolutely. Um, Well, you need to make it look visually nice. Bingo. Absolutely. We are going to run over on this show. I hope you guys don't mind just a little bit because uh, this this one other science of Alex story has got to be spoken about and Ori is really dying to speak about it. And this is the story that says here, uh, wobbling muons hint strongly at the existence of a bizarre of bizarre new physics. What's this, Ori? You might be able to explain, explain this. Okay, so I, I was really excited about this. So muons, um, I had to look up how to say it. Uh, so they're a different kind of physics. So they're apparently they're kind of like popping in and out of our reality. Um, okay. So I'm going to read it. Hold on. Muons aren't spinning the way the best physics models predict. Why not? It must be due to completely unknown subatomic particles popping into and out of exist out of existence in the quantum form. This isn't some sort of scientific technobabble this is from quite real experimental results and may very well be the universe telling us we don't yet understand everything about it these extremely interesting and possibly game-changing results come from femi fermi lab a high energy particle accelerator laboratory in illinois they do a lot of different types of eric's experiments like these and one is called muon g2 i 
freaking love this name. Literally, G minus two, which means a subatomic particle called a muon. Muons are similar to electrons that have a negative charge. For example, uh, for example, and the same spin, a fundamental property of particles, which will become important in a moment, though they're 200 times more massive. Using everything we know about subatomic particles called the standard model, physicists can predict a lot more about the behavior of a muon. For example, a spinning charged particle has a magnetic property associated with it called a moment. Oh, hello. Uh, having moments, which is a measure of the strength of this magnetic field and its orientation. If you put a muon into a magnetic field, it will undergo a wobble called pers procession. This is physically similar to a toy top wobbling as it spins on a tabletop. The models predict this procession extremely precisely. Extremely. Physicists assign a value to the to this called the G factor, and it's very close to, but doesn't equal to. Like, it's it, oh, it's so much science. There's so much science in this article, you have to read it. I'm, I could tell you're like, loving the hell out of it. You're woo! enjoying You like your physics too. I do. I know nothing about it, but it makes me so happy to read it because I'm like, I have no idea. What I find extraordinary is that they do all the answers that they, they've had for years, they can come across a theory that can just fuck all that up. Like, you know, that's that, and it's happening. That's it's happening, science you know. for you. And scientists have to roll with it. What? Our entire understanding has been utterly upended. Okay, let's roll the punch. Because they, you know, because the the truth is more important than a mental construct. So if the information changes, they'll just go okay. It's as they it's, should. Uh, I was. I remember watching the, uh, the the Joe Rogan episode where they were talking about the pyramids, but actually being fifteen thousand years old, not four or five. Um, uh, which means they'd have to literally tear up every single history book ever made if that was the case. Uh, and I was, always like, I'm like, well, why haven't they put more into this? Like, obviously, there's like there's evidence to suggest that the the, the pyramids are are of that age. Is the the water splash mark data, or you know, the the, the corrosion by the water from a, an asteroid that hit the year fifteen thousand years ago is visible on what they made. And so, like, there's this evidence. Why are they not? going back and being like, oh, maybe we were wrong. But I'm thinking maybe it's because they're being very stubborn with what they've taught us in schools, maybe. I don't know. Well, we're constantly rewriting history as it is. You know, we're constantly finding things about, you know, say the American forefathers or even the, the, the British royals. Um, and people still only want to, you know, cling on to what they've been told. Um, and that's why the Internet is such a great thing. <laughs> Because we're constantly finding out new stuff. I have a hard time. I've never been a science person. I'm really suck at math. But I love it. I love science. I'm into superheroes and everything. And it's really important that if you're into those things, you kind of like have a little grasp on what happens when science happens. And it's really hard to sit there and look at it and be like, oh, this is not right. Because what about the these muon particles now that you knew nothing about? And it has to change the whole scope of everything. Oh, yeah. that made sense. Yeah. I tried to science. <laughs> tried to science. It's a, I, I, this is the thing, right? Because I'm not a scientist. None of us are. So, like, we aren't Brian, the Brian Coxes of the world, the Darwins, the, <laughs> the, 
the, the, the Hawkins of the world. So we don't quite understand what's going on, but we can only piece together what we see in the news. And, and this is why it's important to do these, these silly little Science with Alex segments, because even though I'm taking a piss out of these little stories, we, I'm still kind of telling people what's going on and giving them an idea. Maybe they want to go and find out a bit more. But anyway. well, the real villain in the piece is the format Brian had to give it in, where he probably only had a couple of minutes to explain... A theory Something that takes complex. more than a couple of minutes. But I think so that's, what that's could very clear. Except, go, you got me. Now on to our next human interest story. Yeah, but that's you the know? that's the clever thing about it, though. If he's going on tour, he's like, he's like, here's half a nipple. If you want to see more, come and see my tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that's more clever. like an eighth of a nipple, and yeah, well, there you go. It was a yeah. digitized nipple, so it was one little digitized square one eighteenth. <laughs> please pay to get behind the paywall to see more really that's the that's the, the jennifer aniston through the shirt nipple that's what that was <laughs> um <laughs> right let's get on with the gauntlet because we've got we could do this in 15 okay. minutes let's see if we can it is now time for the gauntlet and i've lost my card there it is boom we're in the gauntlet baby that's what they're doing we're going to test because me and eric you know we well i'm we are not doing a podcast Eric's going to do a podcast and he's going to teach me lessons of the world. Uh, and so we need to test. I am. Oh, oh, yeah, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes. Really, yes, all yes, this yes, is, is it's actually something weirder besides. And that is I'm trying to figure myself out now that so many things have happened to make me, as you've talked about ideas, completely upsetting ways of thinking. Well, events can happen in a personal life and it can upset your way of thinking and now you have to completely re-examine yourself and why not do that in front of a live studio audience absolutely and that's what we're going to do baby but we need to make sure that Eric is, is good behind the microphone. So what we're going to do is we're going to test him with the gauntlet. Uh, we have three right. rounds, if you've never watched this before. We have the inanimate object round. We have the speed round. And we have the what the fuck is that round. Um, the first round we're going to give you, Eric, is I'm going to give you an inanimate object to talk about for a whole minute. I haven't got anybody with a stopwatch today, unless you've got one, Ori. Uh, I do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a minute. You can tell people what it is. You tell stories about it. You can describe it for a whole minute. The only the only rule is you're not allowed to stop talking. Okay? Are you clear on this one? Alrighty, bring it on. Right, Here is your object, and Ori will start the clock as soon as you start talking. Eric, your inanimate object is here. It, my inanimate object is almost impossible to describe. I have no idea what that is. Forget it. I, I, I think it's either a prayer thing or it's a child's toy it's or a, a combination of the It's a ball two. in a cup. A ball in a cup. It's a what? What that? A ball in a cup. You've got to get the a ball, ball in, the in a cup. A ball in a cup. I stopped talking. Oh no! I've broken the rule. Keep going. Theoretically, Keep going. I've done more by talking about hot dogs. But uh, what if we covered this object in cheese sauce? It wouldn't taste as good. <laughs> <laughs> might get stuck in our throats too i might add and don't get me started on getting it out after <laughs> that was funny i like that Not i'm really sorry that, was a, that wasn't what you expected and that's what we well, that's what this game's all about it's about throwing you guys what you'd least expect um it's called i'm at a loss the series <laughs> well i need to find the pdf I didn't pull it up because I am obviously not a professional. Here it is. Look at that. Look how quick that was. Right, Widely for the win. Right, okay. 
Here are your speed round questions. If you don't like the answer, if you don't want to answer one of these, just pass. There are 50 questions here for you to answer uh, as Oy. quick as you can. It's impossible, but the idea is you answer them as quick as possible. I've, I've pre-written the name. These. Ja. <laughs> wait, wait. Ha ha, faster than you. <laughs> now, where's right, the next question? Two minutes on the stopwatch, on the timer. Okay. All right, um, go. And we will start as soon as Eric starts talking. Your first question is. Number 12. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Family Guy, definitely. Family Guy. What is your dream car? Dream car? Kit, without question. Kit? Michael, we got to activate the turbo boost. Sonic Sonic. or Mario? I guess Mario if I had to choose, but really I'm not not preferring either. Okay. Nice. One thing you're proud proud of. of? The coloring book, certainly. I'm proud I'm still that here. That 2020 didn't destroy me. I'm uh, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Uh, Cartoon Network, no question about it. Uh, nice. Neither of them at Mystery Science Theater, so really more fool me. My favorite comfort food recently, Fruity Pebbles flavored coffee creamer. Which, coffee creamer. yes, Ori understands. It, and she understands you should drink that straight it would be it would be like cereal milk is great okay okay next moving on marvel Marvel or dc dc that's a really tough call anymore i grew up on dc because it had a lot of the cultural oxygen during the late 80s early 90s but really marvel has done just fine for itself one guilty pleasure german opera i'm not guilty about that i'm proud of that um guilty Zack Snyder's Justice League? Well, yeah, we'll have that. Snyder's Justice League. Boxers, briefs, I feel a bit time. guilty. Time. Time. Time? Really? Yeah. Oh, I could snag uh, boxers and briefs. Nice. I can okay. go commando. I have a grand order thing here. <laughs> nice. That was good. That would be just a great A wrong. Um, I'm surprised I didn't have to go, oh, pass, pass. <laughs> There are some in there. Like his $20,000 pyramid. Like, you know, not everybody wants to describe what their favorite favorite porn is, you know. But either way. Right, Ori, we need you to um, try and hide your face or so okay. you can't see the screen. As well, I'm going to get the time on this one. Um, All right. So, I like it. Because yeah, I can't see the time. <laughs> exactly. So you, you're going to have two minutes. you got ten pictures to try and describe to Ori without her, her actually seeing them. Oh, God. And I, I'm going to have the listeners keeping an eye on Ori to make sure she's not peeking. So if you see Ori peeking in the comments, guys, make sure you give her some shit for it, okay? Um, And, Eric, I will start the timer as soon as you start talking about your first item. So you can't tell her what they are, and she can't see them, but you have to see if I can paint a word picture. I certainly was able to with hot dogs. Let's see what I can do. Okay, let's do this. Okay, your first object is? Um, It looks like... I could figure out how to play it, but I would obviously need the instruction book, but I suspect the instructions are in a foreign language. So I would have to just kind of figure it out largely by feel, but it's brightly colored and that helps. And I love bright colors. Twister? Is it a foreign twister? You'd think. It looks (laughs) like twister, but the scale is way off. It's a lot more like, not, not risk. Not All right, checkers. we're going to pass on this. We're going to come back. Okay. okay. Well, you ride to school. Well, 
School bus. <laughs> God help me. Did I screw that up? <laughs> okay, <laughs> first he's dead, then he's back, then he's dead, then he's back Palpatine. again. Palpatine? You'd think, but close. I raised him right. He's like one of my very own. Oh, Darth Maul. There you yes! go. Okay. Okay, one of them looks like they haven't aged at all. What The other one looks like they have aged at all. Um, but I love the, the other one's father in Spartacus, so I shouldn't be too hard on them. Oh. Um, yes? uh, I can't think of them. Uh, 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 and he turned up in Ant-Man, so there's that. Oh, I can't think of his name. We'll um, move on. We'll move on. We'll Sharon on. Stone was his nemesis. Let's do a version without the guns involved and put radio walkie-talkies in instead. But nobody liked that version, so it went away. Really? Why does this sound like the the music sounds like E.T.? Even John Williams didn't. Bingo! Oh, oh, you did really good on the music. Eleanor Igby. Like, I've got nothing for this one. Because my daughter, hey, my granddaughter dude. loves these guys. Oh, the Beatles! Don't <laughs> be give afraid. You a... <laughs> I love the Beatles. Oh, and we got time. There we go, time. You can look, Ori. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's the Leading Tower Pizza. Okay, let's go for these. Let's go for these. Mm. Right, so the first one was Luda. Oh, my God. Uh, that yes, was very difficult I messed one. that up royally. My wife picked these pictures, so you'll just have to blame her. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mrs. Whiteley. Uh, the, 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 the couple <gasps> were Michael Douglas and Catherine Dita jones I knew. Sharon oh, Stone yeah. was his nemesis. Yeah. Catherine Dita yeah. jones She's gorgeous. And Demi Moore. We had here the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Um, and I'm going to show you the ones we did have because I want to know if you'd have been able to get the Merrick. We have bananas. I probably could have done something with bananas. <laughs> And we had a page. Yes, we have none of them. We have none of them today. Well, good luck. And there. then finally, we had the Flintstones. Yeah, but Barney, I could have done something with that. <laughs> or kind you of have went up, wrong way up the, uh, the list. I mean, I barely got the ET with the music. I was like, where is he going with the, his description? But like to the music, I was like, ah, this sounds like ET. Well done, Eric. Well done. It got there. Um, she got there. <laughs> right, Eric. Let's uh, first of all. I want to explain to people why this is special. What we're doing. Me and Eric have had um, over the years. We've we've done nice things together, and I've got we've got a lot of respect for each other. Here is a bit of artwork that I put together. Uh, it came on Thorskin, and I was incredibly incredibly proud that he, he was one of our guests. And this is a collection of Eric's art. Uh, around the Thor skin logo from our old show, and if you if you're stuff. a fan of Hollywood Babylon, you'll realise that Kevin Smith um, is a fan of Eric's art and 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 Ralph, should I say? Because um, he used to draw these amazing bits of artwork for Hollywood Babylon, and they were they were they were treasured. I've got one right here on my wall. I'm going to show you. I'm going to get it up. Ooh, ah, I see chest. Ooh. I have. Oh, there I am. Yeah. Now that's uh, the one where I did the guy that I probably wouldn't do now that the news has happened and things have happened since. But I didn't know then. Yeah, a bit of <laughs> bit of bit of bit of, bit of Crosby there. Look. <laughs> um, I and do then, apologize. Um, Eric uh, very kindly made a logo for us for Thor's skin as well. You got Shane, Tom, and me there dragging the Thor's skin hammer. 
those good days man and during the thorskin uh we did these amazing star wars specials uh which Ori, you'll be aware of because i think i shared them on geeky vengeance um mm-hmm. and these were a very slow methodic sort of talk through these movies i mean if you're not a fan of the prequels Real i guarantee you after slow. listening to this you might actually appreciate that appreciate them a bit better uh, eric is uh, this is actually one of the finest bits of audio ever made because eric is just stunning on them and which is why i thought i'd always love to do a podcast of eric and so i i, I said to him would you like to do a podcast very recently and he said yes so eric do you want to tell uh, our listeners what we're going to be what you're going to be making well, God only knows, and think we'll be making it up as we go. But it's called, at least for now, Yelling at Clouds. a boom Perfect timing. I like that <laughs> logo. It's very nice. Made it myself. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> and yes, it's a Simpsons reference, but we're not really going to be talking about the Simpsons. I'm not versed in the Simpsons. What it is, is me basically examining myself. Now, this wasn't the case when Alex made the offer. When Alex made the offer, my father was still alive, but I didn't get the chance to tell him about this prior to everything happening. And now that he has died and I've gone through the necessary processes of (laughs) and all that, what's left to do? Well, now you've got to figure out who you are in the wake of all this, you meaning me. And okay... That involves taking out things in your life that meant something to you and go, okay, what does this mean now? What should it mean now? Should it mean anything now? Or should I just put it aside? Or should I keep it? So in in a sense, I'm going to look at some aspect of myself each and every week and decide, I don't know, keep it or lose it. Is it valuable or is it not? And in the course of that, I'll I'm be talking about a lot of things that aren't me. I'll talk about Star Wars some more. I'll talk about things like, is one cut of Justice League different than another? It is, I'll talk about ideas big and ideas small and ideas in between and ideas that just don't make any damn sense. Like the hologram thing. Who knows? Maybe I'll make head or tail of it. <laughs> Is but the point say- being is that, in a sense, it's going to be therapy for me each and every episode. And Alex will be the one going, tell me about your mother. <laughs> I'm going to I'm definitely going to dress up as a sexy psychiatrist. Nice glasses. Drop a bit of chest. There you go. Well, we're going to be a bit younging about it. So it's a bit hard to sell sex to that. Now, if it were Freudian, we might have a shot. <laughs> Oh, please I'm don't really... do that, Alex. I'm scarred. It's well, it's what I do. So I can't help it. I'm very sorry. I but um, no, I'm very looking forward to this because I feel like I feel like Eric could talk about the inside of a paper bag and make it interesting. I really do. So this is going to be a really good experience, I think. Um, because and I, I also that also as a compliment. <laughs> and you know i always i always look at the the mind of an artist and eric is an amazing artist i mean look at this uh some of the stuff i've done he sent me this uh the the grown-up grogu chronicles I love that. there was one show that they didn't talk about in the shareholders meeting and there it is <laughs> and then there's the, the some of the artwork that you sent me um 
Uh, there's two here. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, I did those uh, for a charity called Grateful Veteran, and uh, their premise is that cannabis, you see the leaf there, can be used to help veterans' problems, or at least certain ones. And I'm not going to argue that premise, and my dad, being a veteran, um, I wanted to do something for him, and uh, it was uh, about a year or so before he passed, so yes, he did get to see it all done and appreciate it for what it was and say, hey, my son did something. <laughs> he didn't sound like that, but, you know, neither did my mom sound like this. It's just this bizarre <laughs> fictional world in which my family sort of lives. Oh, it's going to be good. See, already. But you see, already I could, I'm excited. Fascinating. Yes, or you'll be, be welcome, of course. You know, I'm always welcome to have uh, people uh, react in amazement and or incredulousness to things I say. I've, I've got it's you. Got, I got the face. It's going to be fun. Make sure you guys check that out when it's out. We, we haven't got a release date yet, but we're very close to it. Uh, we're Ryan very does chip in. We are very close. Ryan chips in with the the two cut, cuts of Justice League are, are different, but they're both still terrible. I'd say one's mediocre and one is a C plus. That's what I'd say. I mean, that's very fair to say. But as that being said, I am just washing my hands of all that Justice League Warner Brothers bullshit because I've read into the Ray Fisher files uh, that were put in um, uh, some rag somewhere. I've read the whole story, the whole. Uh, thing that went on and it's all uh, just a load of shit it's just a mess yeah warner brothers has screwed themselves with uh dc it's not it's not even worth it right now Uh, i'll stick with my marvel uh, ryan also does say that um uh, i i I like i like all though ori i like a bit of everything you know like it's good to yeah it's good to have a bit of everything i think um right like ryan says here he says he likes your freeman and your palpatine uh, I think we could have a Palpatine off, though, Eric. I feel like I feel like I've got a very good Palpatine. I am the Senate. You can't be the Senate. I'm already there. I'm sorry, Eric just won. No, no, I'm awful. <laughs> Eric just won. Okay, I'm a pal. Okay, my group is called Geeky Vengeance for a reason. Because of Palpatine coming back with a vengeance. I'm a Palpatine girl, and that just stroked something dark inside me. Just saying. I love that character. He's my favorite character in the whole damn saga, and he's my unguilty pleasure. I feel no guilt feeling pleasure about my boy Sheev. Dude, when he came, uh, when his laugh was featured at the end of the movie... And I was like, when he's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, I punched my friend in the arm. I'm like, oh my God, guys, he's coming back. I was like, well, it worked for Dark Empire. It should work for this. Although I have to ask, is this what he was promising Padme this whole time? Or Anakin? I mean, was he promising that Padme could come back from the dead only to be carried around on a crane all day long? No. (laughs) You call this cheating death? I can't even go to the bathroom anymore. They just carry me around on a crane all day long. (laughs) I feel like any promise made by the Sith or by Palpatine personally is is almost like a gypsy curse. There's a cost. It's like you're not just going to get what he's saying. It's always going to be a cost for it. So, and that's the very much the 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 Sith way. Anyway, well, we could talk about this for hours, but we've we've already already ran nearly twenty minutes over. I have had a. We're going to have to do a Star Wars special. 
just count on it. For it. I can, I can and you will melt when I talk about like, my force painting. Yeah, and I haven't got a copy of that here. I'm very sorry to share. I couldn't find it. Um, but every time I we'll say to Eric, we need there. to crack on with the Star Wars specials, he's like, uh, my dad's just died. Uh, can we just get <laughs> I'm like, okay, Eric, we'll, we'll deal with that first, and then we'll get to it. But, yeah. Well, you didn't do it to him. By, you know, <laughs> it was just bad circumstance. <laughs> Alex Absolutely. murdered him. It wasn't pretty, but you didn't do it. Aww. I just don't give a fuck. I do. I do give a fuck about you, Eric. I think, I think you and your wife are lovely people, and I'm very looking forward to what we're doing. Um, right. I've got some shout-outs to do before we get out of here. I'm sorry, Eric, to cut you off. Um, Go for it. You Suck is a show that's running on so many different formats. Obviously, we have the Weekly Bazaar that you're listening to right now. Uh, the other live show that we do is Wednesday Night Live. It's every Wednesday at 9pm UK or 4pm on the Eastern Coast there. Uh, and it's very much a chat down the pub. That's what we like to do. Catch up. I've, I've completely ripped everything out of that show now. No, uh, we don't go into any stories loaded like we did with this show. Uh, the, the games are going to be, they've got their own separate time at the end now. It's literally just 90 minutes of chat, just general relaxed talk and it's working so well so make sure you join us for the Wednesday Night Live most people that are watching now do join us like Ryan and, and George and, and, and whatnot. not yeah. uh, we also have uh, Usopp Chronicles with Jamie Westwood and Tom Stevens they're recording right now uh, and they've got their latest episode which was out Monday which with Paul Rugg uh, from Animaniacs and uh, many other things uh, bloody genius um, so make sure you check that out um, we also have a great episode that we released today with National Geographic Explorer and a conservation director from National Park Rescue, Dr. Niall McCann. Very, very honoured to have spoken to him. And he tells us about some great stories of as him rowing the, rowing the Atlantic with his mate. Um, he had a standoff with pirates, did a Mexican standoff where he was kind of had to back away. He broke his back uh, parasailing in the mountains. Um, he's done all sorts. Honestly, his stories are just fantastic. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and you can find everything you need uh, for Utuck at our website, which is usucknetwork.com. And that's powered by our friends at Web Orchard. This is a guy called Pete White. And uh, if you need a website, he will fucking sort you out good and proper. So make sure you go to Web Orchard, either side of the pond. If you need a website, Web Orchard are your people. They'll help you out. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Ori, you've been great. Hey, you know, I was laying you in have. bed. What else was I doing? Yes, you've been fantastic. Thank you very much for We're stepping fantastic. in. <laughs> Eric, I can't wait to do this with you. If anything, this has been like, uh, you know, foreplay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is uh, I'm really excited well, to see what's going uh, Guys, I feel very uncomfortable now. <laughs> of the best kind. Well, yeah, I yeah, thank yeah. you, Alex, for helping me to get my toe wet in this thing again. After everything that's happened, as you might imagine, I, I've not entered into this without a certain amount of trepidation. Can I pull it off? Will the computer not just crash on me? Turns out the answer was yes, but we bounced back. And I, I will tell you this, if I could relate something personal. Um, as I said, Dad passed before I could tell him about all this. But the fact that it was a news item to be told uh, during what passed for a wake with all of this uh, made a big difference. In other words, when I told my family that Alex came and made me this offer and that this was going to be a thing, it made a tremendous difference in them having something happy and positive to talk about. And not just go, no. 
So with taking the comedy and all the funny impressions and all this stuff away for just a second, I wanted to thank Alex for making that crucial difference strictly on a familial emotional level uh, when it mattered most. Eric, you are a hero of mine, and you have been since since I first listened through Babylon, you know, and I, I saw your artwork and stuff, and I was like, I'd love to get to know this guy. Uh, and you came on my show when I was an aspiring young podcaster um, with bright ideas, and, you know, things are starting to come together now, but it's because people like you helped me at the very beginning, so it goes oh, both my ways. my boy but. has grown and by the way eric showed me the the force painting that he's working on right now this is the this smaller uh, version that he's made he's making one much bigger now uh which has taken him a very long time to do but, oh my uh, god is it taking the piss in the worst <laughs> way that is just the rough sketch for purposes of clarity yes the big thing is this this huge monumental affair and I keep thinking, it's going to be finished. It's going to be finished. And then I'm like, if I work on it now, I will so screw it up because I'm still caught in, oh, my God. <laughs> the hasty stroke off goes astray. But I will there is, get it done. And if there, there is, is a, a God in heaven, Lucasfilm will take notice. <laughs> what I love about this is there is every single detail of this what eric is making has relevance to star wars the force and everything that moves around it from the stones the colors the lines everything that is in that picture is star wars related and it is there for a reason and it's one of the most beautiful things i've ever seen so i love it very much yeah well that and itself will kill an hour's discussion and one day i promise we'll do that <laughs> we will we will we will i just want to before we get out of here i realize i'm rambling but i want to say that um I got a job on the radio. Uh, I applied for a job on the radio thinking, thank you. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do, what was going to happen. I was kind of like, uh, do I do this thing? Because like, the idea of sorting behind a microphone is natural to me. That's fine. When I'm coming into mixing music and sort of entertaining people with my music tastes and, and doing like, radio is very different to podcasting. Uh, but I applied for it anyway, just thought, fuck it, let's see what happens. And uh, they pretty much said, Let, let's do this. And when, when do you want to do your show? I've got a, a two-hour show once a week uh, on uh, Splash Damage Radio, which is a, um, a, a radio station based in Liverpool, but the um, guests are international. You've got guests in Germany, Scotland, America, all over the world, and Shrewsbury now. And I had a good think about what I wanted to make. Uh, I think the noughties, the, 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 the 2000 to 2009, uh, is a decade that's very much uh, neglected. I feel like you've got 90s channels, 80s channels, 60s channels, nothing really dedicated to the noughties. So I thought, let's take a bit of the podcasting that I'm good at, the era of music that I love, and create a show called Naughty Talk with Alex <laughs> Whiteley. Um, so the, <laughs> this is what I'm going to be... <laughs> this is what I'm making. This is so uh, you. So it is so me and that there i'm very proud of that's the that little tower i did i took that off frazier by the way that's my influence there but that's the uh the the clock tower in the the market oh for god's sake alex excuse me <laughs> so naughty talk is going to be coming soon there is a facebook page ready to be sort of uh finalized and stuff i'll send you guys the link make sure you give me some support um my first show is going to be really nerve-wracking but i'd love it if you were all there so i'll yeah, be there okay. with bells on Bells. <laughs> I, and I say big old congratulations. I am so happy for you. Well, we'll see how it goes. I might, might go down like the fucking Hindenburg, but 
<laughs> we'll see. In a blaze oh, of glory, be. though, it will be beautiful. <laughs> we'll see. Right, guys, let's get the fuck out of here. We've been good for so long. Ori, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you guys for the comments. And thank you, wife, for the beer, the, the mid show beer. Yeah, wow, what wife. How great that is. Right, mm, it's been the week of the Peace out. Oh. <laughs>